Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. I'm going to just repeat real quickly the purposes of our Sunday nights. Um, Tony got real strong direction in his heart during time when we were away and taking some extra time in the Lord just to listen. That there were some things about uh, the DNA really of who we are that uh, was not being emphasized uh, enough. And on a Sunday morning, it's because it, we're responsible to the head of the church for the whole counsel of God. I mean, that's a big book. It's difficult to be able to focus in on just certain things. And so, uh, but what is really um, characteristic of what is in our heart and what you might say is something DNA to us is worship. We love to worship. That would be something that every believer, every believer is stamped with a, with a response to what God is. He loved us and we love him back and we worship him. The second uh, Sunday night of each month, then we um, are dedicating to healing. And so we've had some wonderful things happen in healing, and, and Tony feels um, responsible to uh, help us to be more aware of, heighten our awareness that there are different ways in which God heals. There may be some that you're more familiar with. There may be some that you've received by. There may be some that you actually minister with. But actually, there are uh, quite a number of ways uh, that the Lord expresses his healing heart to us. And so we've gotten to go over a number of those, and we still have uh, quite a few yet to go, some exciting ways to go. And then the third Sunday night of each month, then, is for prayer. And so, um, again, these, these characteristics are actually characteristics for, for believers. Um, but we, we felt as a church family that as far as the delivery of that message and that striking that note, uh, uh, the regular Sunday morning was not giving us ample uh, expression of that, and so the Lord put it on Tony's heart that we uh, emphasize prayer um, on the third Sunday night of each month. The fourth is uh, worldview, and that is a really wisdom's way of looking at hard questions that are being asked of us, and and praise God. God is our wisdom, and we don't have to be stumped by some things, and we don't have to answer ineptly. We can actually know how to answer things in the wisdom of God. And then the fifth Sunday, as it happens uh, this year in 2021, we are emphasizing uh, a revolution of, of uh, evangelism, evangelism revolution. And so, praise the Lord, that's been really good, and Tony and I have been um, really challenged and, and edified in that as well. People win people to the Lord. I talked to one of the members of our church this morning, and she was telling me she works in the markets on weekends, 
and she was telling me of um, two Ir Iranian beautiful people that she uh, led to the Lord just. And so often, often just leading people to the Lord. And a lot of our church family uh, bring people to Jesus through the week. And so this is the way it is to be, uh, bringing people to Jesus as Savior and bringing people uh, to the healing experience of Jesus as well. So we're going to talk tonight about prayer. And um, there has been a kind of a, a plan or a strategy that I've just looked to the Lord for in what we have been looking at. And Tony's felt it was really important that we look at the different kinds of prayer just so that we'll f we're familiar with that, the different kinds, because it helps us to respect people who flourish and thrive in those different kinds of prayer. Just like in the medical field, there are specialists, some to the eyes, some to the ears, some to the heart, some, you know, just different parts of the, of the body uh, have different specialists. Uh, there are different kinds of prayer, and we find, you'll find over a period of time, and, and being around uh, different parts of the body of Christ, you'll find some that flourish and thrive and become skillful in, uh, in certain kinds and types of prayer. It's really important that we have a high level of respect in one another. And don't devalue ourselves if we're not praying just like everyone else. Uh, I, I've gone through that myself. I'd be just absolutely uh, amazed at, at somebody's skill in a particular kind of prayer and I used to try to just, uh, you know, just lay down everything I was doing and pick up what they were doing. And, uh, but actually what the Lord wanted me to do is to, um, to discern or to appreciate what they're doing, learn from it, and hook on, hook on. And so we have, we have different people that flourish in different kinds. So, um, and then... We ourselves, in different kinds of situations, it's important to know um, the prayer of faith, the prayer of agreement, the united prayer, the prayer of worship, um, the prayer of binding and loosing. And uh, all of these things are really important to, to be aware of in the Bible. And so we, we took a bit of time to look at that. We uh, had one night, and Lynette Richards helped us, in praying the word, praying the word. And Ephesians, the sixth chapter, tells us that uh, the word is the sword of the spirit. It actually inverts it. It says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And just like a person can be skilled with a, with a physical sword, be very skilled in the use of it, and, uh, and how to wield it. Uh, people can also be good and very skilled at wielding the word. And that does not happen just because you own a Bible. It does not happen because you put Bible verses on the wall. It happens because you put Bible verses in your mouth. And you have to get used to using the word of God and um, using the, the different scriptures 
of the word of God in different situations, and you know what to use. It's wonderful. And I love praying with people who have, uh, have developed even in certain areas of using the word of God. Perhaps it is in the area of finances, or maybe it's in the area of healing. And you're praying with them the word of God, and the word just flows. And it's just like you can almost hear uh, the sword cutting through the air. <laughs> it's just wonderful. It's, it's actually majestic. It's wonderful. It's the sword of the Spirit. And that is something that every believer, because we all have the Word of God, we can become proficient in the Word. Pay attention because it's the sword of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's sword. But he uses your mouth, and he speaks through your mouth, and he uh, quickens and moves through your spirit. Uh, be aware of areas that become, you become curious about. Let him, let him lead you through a curiosity or a hunger uh, because your hunger and curiosity in that area uh, to dig in the Word of God, to find what the Word of God has to say will make you proficient in that area. And so you may not feel like you have proficiency in the whole counsel of all the Bible, but pay attention to where he wants you to become proficient. It could have, it could have to do with family. It could have to do with government. It could have to do with healing. It could have to do with finances. It could have to do with the body of Christ. But pay attention to your own curiosity. He, he leads you often through curiosity or questions or a desire to learn. And so uh, I love those kind of things. And I mark those things in my own journal. And then when I just read the Bible, just read it in my own daily uh, you know, daily devotions, I'll find that those areas where I'm curious start popping out. And it just seems like the scriptures are just full of what I'm curious about. Things that I have read over and over and over again, and suddenly they're standing out to me. So um, he doesn't lead us all with the same curiosity all the time. But I believe we're coming into some times when he's merging our curiosities and our hungers, and we find ourselves at the same table. <laughs> and when that happens, dynamic and explosive things happen. And so um, he's assembling us. Now, uh, so then we, we talked about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and Lynette really helped along that line. And then we, um, I believe it was last month, and we talked about praying uh, more prophetic prayer in this sense that um, you, as you're praying along, uh, the Holy Spirit may give you a verse of Scripture, and you don't even know what that verse even says. And, uh, and you come to know what, you look it up, and it is by the Spirit. And so it's not something that you have learned through study. It's, it is in the moment, spontaneous, inspired by the Holy Spirit. 
And so that's a wonderful thing to, to yield yourself to and let the Holy Spirit take you in that way. Often, uh, and I know at, and Ginny helped in that respect, uh, I know one thing that we were going to bring up and didn't just didn't have enough time. Uh, often in that kind of prophetic praying, you're not only praying the scripture, sometimes the Lord gives you a phrase or a declaration or a word. Sometimes he gives you a song. And it, it isn't just... Um, it isn't just a beautiful song to sing to the Lord. It becomes something uh, that cuts through whatever needs to be cut through and does a work in the spirit and in prayer. And so I know uh, one of my sisters never goes into prayer without a songbook. And she, she uh, often sings her prayers. And there's been often times uh, in this room uh, when I've prayed in here alone and then sometimes uh, not, but often when I've prayed alone, some, I've sung at the top of my voice. I know one time I was here uh, early in the morning and I rem was reminded of a song uh, that we used to sing in children's church. I may never march in the infantry, gallop in the cavalry, shoot the artillery, I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. And I sang it for an hour at the top of my voice, up and down these aisles, in the rows. And I, I was, it wasn't that I just loved that little song as a child. I, I felt that it was a reveille. And God is calling people that have been... Um, relaxed, <laughs> at ease, and there's something to do for God. So praise the Lord. We're in the Lord's army, and we have an armor, and we have the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. And so, yes, there is prophetic prayer, uh, and, and, and he fills our mouth with words they are in our understanding, but they don't begin in our understanding. They begin uh, by the Spirit in our heart. And often when we're praying that spontaneous type of prayer, uh, our ears are hearing what we're saying and we're listening to what we're saying too. I don't know if you've prayed that way before. Sometimes you're just curious of what's next going to come out of your mouth. Because um, it wasn't rehearsed, it wasn't premeditated, it w uh, you had no idea it was going to come until it was tumbling out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Can we just put our hands up and thank God for, for these kinds of prayer, prayer? Prayer by the Holy Spirit, spontaneous prayer in the Holy Ghost, and praying the Word of God with power and with might. Hallelujah, the word of God. Now tonight we're going to just take it a, another step further, um, or another step. I'm not saying that it's up, I'm just saying it's another expression in prayer, definitely something that is necessary in prayer, and that is praying in other tongues. Now, so we pray the word of God with our understanding, um, 
both what we have learned, we've come to know what he's already instructed us. We pray the word of God with, and we pray requests, we pray uh, petitions with our understanding, even by the Holy Spirit. But there is also this other kind of praying, and that is praying in the Holy Ghost. So um, I'd like us to go to Romans, the eighth chapter, and we're going to pick up with verse 26. Romans 8, 26. Now, um, everything that we engage with God, anything that we receive from God and how we interact with God is by faith. He is a spirit. And those that worship him, pray to him, engage with him, interact with him, we do it by faith because we can't see him. All right? Um, prayer that is effective, I'm not talking about just religious praying, but prayer that is effective is prayer that is prayed in faith. And so it is with speaking in other tongues. Uh, even speaking in other tongues can be more or less effective. Praying in other tongues um, is an amazing way to pray. But when your faith is connected to praying in other tongues, that we're going to hook it up with the scripture, praying in other tongues uh, opens up dimensions in God there's no other way to get to. All right? So I'd like us to look at verse 26, and it says, The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And up to this point in, in Romans 8th chapter, he's talking about weakness in the flesh, uh, you know, with, having to do with sin and doing things you wish you wouldn't have do, you know, and all that. And, and so it, he's, he's dealing with those kind of weaknesses. But when we get here to verse 26, he goes beyond... He goes beyond what it seems that he's talking about earlier, and it says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, and it goes on. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Or other translations say, as we ought. We don't know how to offer prayers in the way that they should be offered. Anybody in here want to say you've ever been there? 25 years ago, and now you're over it. Now you know exactly what you're doing every time. No. I'd say, I'd say uh, that would be my, my sense that has not diminished over the years. It's only augmented. The more I've learned about prayer, there is um, a confidence to work with God, but there is also a growing awareness that I have to have his help in prayer. That I, when I come to the throne, I'm not there to impress him with how good I am in prayer. I'm overwhelmingly aware that I need him to help me pray. There's some things that are, have become clear because his will and his word are very clear. In those areas, first, first John, the fifth chapter, verse 14 and 15, this is the confidence that we have in him. 
But Paul's talking about something here where you don't know. Where you don't know. So here we're going to look at two things. You either don't know because you're lazy and haven't found out what his will is. That's plain in the word. Okay, that's kind of plain, isn't it? But sometimes we just have been lazy, just haven't taken time to look at his will. If we can find his will, let's find it and then be confident when we pray. But then there are some things that are cloaked in mystery because they're not plain in the word of God and they have to do with future or other things and we're not exactly sure how to ask. And he says, we don't know what to, what, what to pray as we ought. But the Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for good to those that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. And so um, I think when it came to Romans, the eighth chapter, this is one of the, the main go-to verses of Scripture I grew up with is Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. If anything happened and we didn't know why, if anything failed to happen and we didn't know why, we just put this on as an all-around, all-purpose Band-Aid. All things work together for good to them that love God. The thing is, is that all things do work together to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. But uh, as it follows these two other verses of Scripture, verse 26 and 27, for a believer to just casually and, and, and be cavalier, well, you know, just everything will work, work out. That uh, she'll be right, mate, type of an attitude is completely unrepresentative of God and of Jesus. And uh, it certainly doesn't represent the Holy Spirit. Uh, if it's going to work out, it's because we have done verse 26 and 27. Somebody is doing verse 26 and 27 if everything works together for good. Praise the Lord. And so, uh, praise the Lord, there are things that look like they are maybe chaotic at, at a point. But if we're praying according to this, uh, these scriptures, and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit through his word and inspired prayer, uh, it will, it will um, work together for good to them that love God. Now, he helps us in our weaknesses. That word helps means to take a hold together with. Means to take a hold, and, and uh, Madonna, can you pop back up here again? <coughs> so, it, take a hold together with, and then another meaning of that same word means against. And so, we get this kind of a picture. Let's say that Madonna is the Holy Spirit. That'd be a wonderful thing. But the, uh, Madonna is representing of the Holy Spirit. So what happens is the Holy Spirit takes a hold together with 
and then together with the Holy Spirit, we come against. So it isn't you running into, into battle just on your own and, and putting a, a thing on there and saying, in the name of Jesus. It's actually hooking up together with the Holy Spirit and then together coming together. Can you come back up here? You get in this working together with the Holy Spirit in spirit-led and spirit-fed praying, a consciousness of his presence. It's wonderful. You don't need goosebumps. You don't need clouds. You don't ha- no, need any of that kind of a thing. But there is a sense in your spirit that you are praying with his help. And it's wonderful. And so you take a hold together with him. Stay up here for a little. So there could be something I need to pray about, but I don't know exactly, exactly how to approach it. Uh, I, I know some general things, but I don't know exactly how to approach it. So what I can do is be aware of the person of the Holy Spirit and utilize a prayer language to begin with his help, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now what happens sometimes when you start moving then with him, moving with him in other tongues, verses of scripture will start coming to your heart. Now, if you already know the word, that's one thing. If you already know the will of God in a matter, that's one thing. But if you don't, you can pray in other tongues. And while you're praying in other tongues, just be mindful. The Holy Spirit will begin to stir your heart with truth that you can then not only pray with other tongues, but you can pray the word of God as well. And some, sometimes this kind of hookup happens in a prayer session. Sometimes this kind of hookup happens after the prayer session is over. But don't you know that the Holy Spirit doesn't just leave you when you say amen? So then you're driving home or you're going to the store or something and while you're, you're doing your grocery shopping, you're, you still are working with the Holy Spirit. And oh, it's while you're doing something else and then scriptures start coming up in your heart. So prayer doesn't just happen in a prayer session. It happens because you've got this connection. And you've got this connection day and night. So you just learn to lean on it. You you start learning that it isn't just you hook up in prayer. You just just stay like this all the time. (laughs) Now what I found out too that's delightful, and we touched on it this last this last month, there are times when I have things I don't know how to pray for as I ought. So I, I, I lean on the help of the Holy Spirit, and we come on it together. But sometimes the Holy Spirit has things that he wants to pray about that are, are not, in my, it, not in my realm of natural concern. I mean, I'm going to always be aware of my husband. I'm going to always be aware of my girls and their husbands. I'm going to always be aware of our church family. I lift that up every day of my life. I'm always, li- I'm always aware of that. 
I'm aware of other things just in my in my own little world. But what if the Holy Spirit has some things he wants you to pray about or needs somebody to pray about that is not in just your circle? This connection doesn't just work from me to the Holy Spirit. This prayer connection also works from the Holy Spirit to me. And in this kind of situation, then the Holy Spirit starts. I, I'm real conscious of this, um, of, of the Holy Spirit's lead. And I just let him lead. So go ahead and lead. Just yeah. Some, yeah. So, and I'll just follow. I'll just follow. Yeah. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will take you to places never been before you would have never gone there thank you so he helps you to pray for things you just wouldn't commonly pray for but because he's God and he sees everything then he um, he includes you aren't you thankful that he he counts you faithful and pulls you into a prayer ministry so, of course, I, I'm interested in my own life. But there are more people in this world than just the people in my own life. And I found out that he can lead me to, to pray on, on things that I don't know, about people that I don't know, and about situations he'll make me aware of people um, in this city or wherever. He'll make me aware. And then sometimes he'll make you aware of, of things that have to do with governments. And you'll think, be, 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 you know, I, I don't know anything about government. But you, he, he's not leaning on your understanding. You're leaning on his understanding. He just needs a mouth. Anybody have a mouth? <laughs> a heart and a mouth. So we can respond unto him we can, we can simply just, as, as Madonna was helping me to illustrate, you just follow his lead. Just follow his lead. And um, that's an adventure. So we started talking about that uh, this last month, but I, I wanted just to really emphasize uh, the potential in praying in other tongues. Now, um, in the Old Testament, God himself, um, as Jehovah God, was a stumbling block <laughs> to uh, people's understanding when he identified himself as the only God. Because in the pagan world, there was many gods, many gods. But through Israel, and we see in, in Mark, the 12th chapter, when, when the, the, um, the Pharisees or the religious people were asking Jesus, which is the, the greatest commandment of all, and Jesus answered this. He said, the first of all commandments is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one of the ways to get to God. No, he's one. The Lord our God is one. And so that was a really radical thing in a pagan world where there are many, many, many gods. We don't believe that there are many, many gods. There is one God. 
one God. So that was, uh, for, for Israel, that was um, a real stumbling thing. It made them unique in all the world. And uh, where they started losing the plot and, and drifting a bit is when they started acknowledging other gods in addition to the one God. God and so in the Old Testament, there was with, with the Father, there was this stumbling block. People were going, just one? That's a little narrow. Just one? And then in the, in the New Testament, Jesus is actually called uh, a stumbling stone or a rock of offense. And he is the only way to God. Jesus is the only way to the only God. All right? So he's a stumbling stone. If you're wanting to get to God, you have to go through Jesus. You can have God, everything of God. The only thing is you're going to need to come through Jesus. In the church age, there is a, a stumbling stone and a rock of offense that is um, the people trip on in getting into the realm of the supernatural in God, and that is speaking in other tongues. <laughs> it's offensive. It seems like, really, that? Oh, that? Oh, yeah, I did that 20 years ago. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, speaking in tongues, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I did that. No, it's not did you do that sometime. It's do you do that? Paul said this, I speak in tongues more than you all. And he said in 1 Corinthians 14 and 14, he said, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. Uh, Brother Hagen wrote a book, um, called Tongues Beyond the Upper Room. And the Upper Room, of course, was the first time when uh, a, a group of people were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And, um, and so this book just it says, okay, beyond that one-time experience, what does it do? And what I like about this book and knowing, going back over truths about the Holy Spirit, it helps you when you are praying in other tongues for you not to get bored with yourself. Anybody in here get bored with yourself? Fall asleep when you're nearly well. I mean, I think uh, maybe we've all experienced, uh, yeah, I maybe experienced that. But what we want to have is a high level of faith in praying in other tongues that when we're praying in other tongues, something supernatural is happening. Well, in, in this book, Brother Hagen says something that I think is really, really important. He said, to be filled with the, with the Holy Spirit and to speak with other tongues is also the introduction to the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to say that again. Speaking in other tongues is an introduction to the gifts of the Spirit. 
uh, the ones that are listed in the, in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now, the gifts of the Spirit are for the church to operate supernaturally and not just as in the Lions Club are <laughs> a, a wonderful, uh, benevolent group that just helps people, uh, you know, with care packages at Christmas time. Do you believe the church can do more than just, I believe we do need to do care packages at Christmas time. I believe we do need to do all of that. But if we're not moving supernaturally, then we're not moving and representing the head of the church. If this body isn't being supernatural, we are misrepresenting Jesus Christ because he was supernatural in his ministry. So uh, then in this book, it goes on to say, I often say it this way, speaking with other tongues is the doorway into the supernatural realm of God. Do you like that? Speaking in other tongues is the doorway into the supernatural realm of God. Well, something that um, uh, Tony has, you know, he's in his times of prayer at home and things that he's studying on, I, I see what's moving in him and where he's yearning for our own church family, and that's for us to move in the supernatural because that is who who we are. We're a part of a supernatural body of Christ. And so that would mean that not just um, the pastor while he's up here or ministers that when they're up here, but we're talking about the body of believers operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Well, the doorway into that supernatural realm is, as Brother Hagin said in that book, speaking in other tongues, the doorway. It's, it's not everything. Speaking in other tongues for some people was everything. They said, okay, tick that box. I've done the supernatural bit. Okay, let's just go on with, you know, just being Christian. No, it is the doorway you step through into the supernatural realm of God. There's so much more than speaking in other tongues, but speaking in other tongues um, exercises, it can, exercises your faith in an almighty God. It exercises your confidence in him. So I want to take you to one place in scripture, uh, and I want to leave enough time for us to pray for five minutes. We're not praying very long. Most of our praying tonight is going to be on your own, okay? But I'd like you to go to uh, Matthew, the 16th chapter. Matthew 16. In this particular uh, chapter, um, Jesus asked his disciples who people say, said that he was. And um, they said, some say that you're Elijah, or John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Verse 15, he said, but who do you say I am? Verse 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus said, you're blessed, Simon, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. 
So that was an inspired utterance. Now I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not conquer it. And, and I give to you the keys of uh, the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And then he goes on in verse 21. He began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders and the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid. He's even calling heaven in on his help in this. He said, heaven forbid, Lord. Uh, and he didn't realize that heaven actually commissioned it. And so he's saying, heaven forbid, Lord, thy, this should never happen to you. And so uh, Peter was stepping out beyond in what he was saying to Jesus, who is God, he was stepping out beyond his revelation. Just a few verses of scripture before, he spoke within his revelation, something that wasn't taught by man, came by revelation that, he was, that Jesus was the son of God. But when he started talking about, don't you dare go to the cross, he stepped beyond his revelation and he was sincere, and he meant it, and it seemed like it was right, just as right as what he'd said before. But it was wrong. So look at here. It says, uh, Jesus was, uh, answered him, turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. Good gravy. You are dangerous trapped to me. You're seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. That's, a, that's, an, awful, that's an awful verse of Scripture. The Amplified says, uh, get, get behind me, Satan. You are in my way. You're an offense and hindrance and a snare to me. Is it possible that sometimes our requests, I'm talking about um, in things we think, and I'm talking about what's going on in the world and in things that are transpiring in the world and in, pol in, the polit in politics and various things. Is it possible that we've we can step out of revelation and into the what we think God should do? Well, if it was possible for Peter to step out of, out of revelation that Jesus was going, oh, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. If it was possible for Peter, it is possible for you and I in these days in dealing with and praying for what should happen with governments and what should happen with this, that, or the other that is not plainly identified in Scripture and start telling God, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And I'm telling you what, we're stepping out beyond revelation. We're stepping into a place where we can be a hindrance. So I'd never want to be a hindrance to God. Would you ever want to be a hindrance to God? 
And apparently, uh, Peter here was actually a hindrance. Jesus called him a hindrance. You are hindering me. Whatever I do, I want to be a help to God. I want to be a help to the purposes of God. Well, then it's important then where things are absolutely plain and clear, we pray plain and clear with confidence. When we're praying for things that are going on that he needs us to go on, depend on the Holy Spirit and do not feel the need to tell God what to do. Are we okay to let him be the captain here? Praise the Lord. But praying a lot in other tongues is appropriate. And a lot of times out of that place in other tongues could come a prophetic utterance, could come something declarative, could come a verse of scripture or whatever. But we never have to pray beyond revelation. You never want to just pray within passion. Oh, I want this. Well, let's just make sure of what what God is wanting to do here. Pray in other tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. Many things going on in the world right now. We've got five minutes. Let's just do this. Can we just pray big, big? Uh, We've been praying a lot, and on purpose, we've prayed for our own families. We've prayed for, um, you know, uh, people in our own lives. We've prayed the word of God. Uh, Can we do this? Can we lift up a bit? And um, let's pray. Let's pray into Australia. Can we just pray into Australia? And there was, on a Sunday morning, one Sunday morning, because we... Tony felt like we need to be praying for Australia every Sunday morning. One way or another, we're going to pray for Australia. And on this particular Sunday morning, Andy, I don't even think he thought about it. I think it just kind of came out. He just started praying for the great south land of the Holy Spirit. Well, that can kind of be cliche, like, oh, isn't that sweet? But this wasn't sweet. It was like, it was one of those proclamation things. Well, how in the world is this country going to be great Southland of the Holy Spirit when the states are all divided and you can't even, you know, uh, uh, how, how is that even going to be? Well, I tell you, let's get into groups and let's decide, let's come into you know, uh, talk amongst ourselves and come up with some things that we can tell God what to do about it. <laughs> or let's lean into the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. He called this, this his land. Well, then let's lean on him hard. How are you going to pull that off? Use us to help pray. Let's stand on our feet. Dear Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful for Jesus and that when he came back to heaven, he um, asked you to send another comforter. 
and that comforter has come. And we've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're so thankful. We are absolutely unapologetic of the fact that the Holy Spirit has come. We've received him. We thank you for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We're so thankful for the, the wonderful divine communication of praying in other tongues. And right now we lift up our prayer to pray for Australia's destiny. The destiny. How? Kabaske de Beje. Go ahead and lift up your voice. Geroman jididi bradaglo dodo jididi skeledo. Janamakito lolo correge jididi prebeto. And a magandulo bogarabege jididi this place. This place in the world. Gede boroshki didi planande didi pledejo. As a verebe giriver robaga jadeskeledeje didi flananzelelene. Ele magareveke didi bragaro mojor regitres. It's a bit of many, many things changing. Many, many, many things changing. Young amamangurubosh galadi galadeje didi galadasun didi evrete. Zelevedi evreke de veje de dia sabraga jororo de dia branga elelele yekerebe jeruboroko shegiridisala erengeje and we let go of the way that we thought ekebelechi gidede that it must be gede mangando dovede di evreshende de dia breke for it is not by might it is not by power it is by the holy spirit in this land, in this land, in this land, over the cities, over the townships, the stations, in every state and territory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm seeing something that I just uh, will describe to you. When you take a hold and partner together with the Holy Spirit in prayer, in a, prog in a progress or a, 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 a project like this one, then when you hear news, you hear news like what we've heard this last week. Instead of coming under it and wondering like everyone else could be wondering, what is going on? And you can tell if you're coming under it because you become, you come under a heavy uh, feeling of fear and dread. That's how you know if you're coming under something. 
But the same opportunity, the same news can do something different to you. It can give you an occasion to come up over it. Come up over it. You don't have to make any determination about it. You don't have to give an opinion about it. In fact, don't. But we come up over it. Do we understand about Australia and China? We, do, we don't know everything. Something is going on that will not change the fact that this country is a great south land of the Holy Spirit. So we just keep coming up no matter what comes against what seems to be really um, contrary or, or even scary. We just come up. We just come up. There are other things going on too. We just are going to keep coming up. Let's just praise him right now. Hallelujah. Great south land of the Holy Spirit. It will all come to pass. It will come to pass, not the way we think, but oh, the way he has destined it to be. It will come to pass at last. Come up, come up, come up and see things the way he sees it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. Well, God bless you. And um, sure love you. And thank God for the opportunity to work together with you and work together with the Holy Spirit in these days. What an adventure. Let's do this. All right. God bless you. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au. 